0: Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Aviews. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, your host, and today we have the honor of having, having Christy Holt to join us. Hey, Christy Holt is a self-proclaimed happiness hussy coach, podcast host with Create Your Happy, Inspiration for Conscious Women, available wherever you listen to your podcast, and international best-selling author of Unstuck for Women, available on Amazon, who loves to show people how to get out of survival mode so that they can consciously create the happy life, relationships, and impact they desire. Christy is a coach for whole us humans. Using her signature create method, she journeys alongside her soul-led clients to support and love them as they discover and unlearn. Christie's mentorship helps her clients to connect with their soul-aligned desires and become, bear with me, unfuckwithable so that nothing stops them from making the massive impact they are meant to create. Now, little story to introduce Christy even a little bit more. I was on Facebook looking for guests for the Real Talk Real Women show. And somehow she pops up on my feed with a very interesting question that got us talking. The question was along the line of, when you are people pleasing, like really doing everything to make the other happy, are you actually manipulating the other people to get it, to get it your way? And I went right in, no, absolutely not, boom, okay. And this is why. And she came back, I understand your perspective. This is mine. And we were like, huh, we have interesting perspectives on the same kind of life. Let's come on, we'll talk with them and we have something to talk about over here. (laughs) (laughs) So this is how we got to be connected. (laughs) Christine, thank you for being here today. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
1: I'm I'm super excited to be here, I'm super pumped to share a little bit about my story and and the message that I'm really excited to get out into the world, you know, not just about people pleasing, but about just becoming, you know, stepping into and creating the life relationship and business that you not only like deserve and desire, but those ones that you really dream of because anything is possible. agree on that one anything is possible
0: first question for you what does unfuckwithable means
1: yeah I mean essentially I can't take ownership of creating the word but when I heard it it really resonated for me because that's how I roll and a word just kind of sticks ultimately for me unfuckwithable just means Nobody's gonna fuck with you. No one's gonna get in your way. You are unstoppable and there is just absolutely nothing that is gonna prevent you from creating that outcome that you desire.
0: That's super clear. Nobody can fuck with me. So I am unfuckwithable. That is the idea. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. New words, but I like it. <laughs> okay. So let's go into the story of your life what kind of abuse did you overcome how was it that you became a people pleaser what was that about
1: yeah you know it's been about six years now that i since i left my marriage it was a a really unhealthy relationship honestly nearly right from the beginning but when i got into it ultimately you know what we do as women we tend to live in the potentiality and we don't have our feet on the ground in the reality. So we see the potential of a situation a relationship, a person, and we operate based on that rather than listening to or observing the actual reality of their their behaviors, right? We're listening to their words and not watching their actions and often there's an incongruence. So in this relationship, it was just very, very unhealthy in many ways. First of all, we had terrible communication. And I actually think I'm a great communicator, as as you mentioned, I'm a podcast host and I think I'm actually pretty good at communicating, but I was told time and time again that I was a terrible communicator. Some of these things kind of just become insidious and you start to question your reality. Am I? Right? The other thing um, that I really got sucked into was this idea of, like you mentioned actually in in the outset, this idea of trying to manipulate the situation. I wanted to make him happy, first of all. I want to just sidebar on that. But that's not my responsibility. At the time, though, I really was trying everything in my power to create a happy family, to manage his emotions, to avoid conflict, right? And these are exactly those sort of things that we ended up chatting about in that Facebook thread about people pleasing, because at the end of the day, first of all, people-pleasers are not bad people. So please don't take this in any way that I'm shaming them or having any sort of negative uh, meaning behind the word manipulation. However, you are doing something with the expectation of a specific outcome. And to me, that is within the confines of the word manipulation. Again, no ill intent. People-pleasers actually come from a place of trauma. And basically, they are just seeking this validation and acceptance from external sources and so because people pleasers have such huge hearts they will do anything to help the people around them to give to the people around them right even to the point of becoming a martyr right and so this idea of emotionally manipulating someone trying to you know avoid the conflict or to get a positive response is not intentional but it still exists doesn't it in a way right again Not in a negative kind of outlook, but just in general, we are trying to create a specific outcome to fulfill the missing need within ourselves. And so I found myself in this loop of going above and beyond. I was literally anxious every moment I woke up. I was already anxious for the day. I was overwhelmed. My to do list was a thousand miles long because I couldn't say no to anybody for fear of disappointing them, right? You know, I had really. And I'm not totally sure where I picked it all up because I actually think I had a pretty pretty solid upbringing as far as being supported and loved and not having to earn that love or anything. Uh, but I was actually married once before, and so I probably had some trauma around that abandonment that played into it, and that is a lot of what comes up, right, is this fear of abandonment. And so we will do anything to protect ourselves from that feeling of being abandoned Yet again. And so I fell into this role of being the martyr, putting my family first, doing everything I possibly could. And it got to the point where I stopped knowing who I was, right? The lines got blurred and I was like, I succumbed to what I call just a momitis, which is everything was about the family. And I wasn't sure who Christy was at that point. Not only that, but years of trying to, you know, avoid conflict, avoid the emotional outburst, or I like to kind of see it as like emotional management or just trying to avoid the landmines, walking on eggshells, people say. You know, years of that really had me questioning who I was and what I was worthy of. And so it was a really stuck place to be in. And this is, we'll talk about this I'm sure later, but this is sort of where I got, a, got the idea for my book is, really just getting this awareness so that we can shift from this survival, stuck, autopilot reactive space to a more in control, conscious, intentional creating space and that's where your freedom lies. And I believe everybody deserves that and so I just truly want to extend the wisdom that I learned the hard way to as many people as possible to help them come from that stuck overwhelmed relationships not working they're unhappy they don't they have a lot of doubt not only in themselves but in the relationship and all of it together to move into a place of confidence self-love and authenticity so that they can really truly create that life relationship and impact that they desire and dream of
0: Mm, fascinating fascinating what was this shifting consciousness, there is a moment when you just say enough is enough. I don't want to play into that role anymore. We have to put a hard stop and change something deep enough so that it really ripple effect in our lives. What was that moment for you? Well, it was
1: honestly sort of this big aha moment of holy shit. It's me, I'm the common denominator of all of my problems. And at first, at first, that is a shocking realization to make because you're like, oh my gosh, it's my fault. But listen, this isn't about fault or blaming because that's actually really counterproductive to moving forward. Rather, I view it as radical responsibility, taking responsibility for my role. And really how it kind of happened when I got to that point, I realized, this is an analogy I use often, It's like when you're driving home and you get home and you don't remember stopping at the lights or the stop signs, but you got home in one piece, so you assume you probably did. Now, in my relationship, I had this sort of aha, like it's me, but also what have I been tolerating all of this time to get to this point where it blew up to the point where I realized I have to do something different? And until that point, I really had been putting up with some stuff, you know, thinking, well, it's not that bad, again, living in the potentiality, really, I held a lot of hope
0: that he,
1: that was an unreasonable expectation, as it would appear what I realized was that I had been trying to keep my family together to protect my kids and in doing so I was teaching them a lot of things that I didn't really want to teach them I was showing them what an unhealthy relationship looked like and normalizing that for them and when I sort of put it together that my kids don't need me to stay and make this try and make this thing work that honestly wasn't and it hadn't been working for a long time What they needed for me to do was to step up, to take responsibility for myself, to love myself enough to create the healthy relationship that I wanted to model for them. And in my case, setting boundaries and being authentically myself really actually ended up highlighting the fact that it was not working and that there was very little hope for us to move forward. because. I was doing the things that I needed to do to move forward and it just seemed that we were going in opposite directions at that point so in the end what was best for both of us was for us to go separate ways and funny enough I very shortly after we actually finalized well actually before we finalized the divorce but after we had sold the house and actually been living apart met the most incredible human and so I have the most amazing completely healthy authentic unconditional love generating relationship that i am now modeling to my children and i wouldn't change a thing for the world now i would not go back and i would not erase what i did and all the troubles i went through because i wouldn't be who i am now had i not you know maybe taken some of that hard road it obviously required me to do a lot of learning and a lot of growth a lot of awakening to new awarenesses which It's uncomfortable right this realization like oh it's me but also it's me so guess what that means I'm in the driver's seat and I can start to create the life that I truly want
0: instead of settling for it it could be worse (laughs) totally congratulations because it takes a lot of courage to actually face the truth and to be and to take radical responsibility, radical meaning at the root of it, mm-hmm. and to design a life on purpose, to create a life of love, to welcome real, loving, caring human being in your life. Yeah. To welcome. He, to me, it was the hardest part when 10 years ago I met Sasha, my beloved third, last, and dream husband. I always noticed him that way because it really, really is what it is. And I hear that yours is exactly the same, right? Third, last, and dream. Yeah. <laughs> third part <time laughs> of the charm, I guess.
1: Exactly. <laughs> married, but, you know, we're marrying our hearts, and that's good enough oh, for us. Yeah,
0: that's enough. And actually to learn to be loved, learn to receive love, to receive respect, to recognize that he does have need as well. So to show up in a way that is healthy for him as well. So to bring the good part of us into the relationship as well, all the time while healing our previous traumas that are still lingering somewhere, even though we do the work yeah interesting absolutely you know and ultimately i think
1: what really shifted was the relationship that i had with myself right yes. because i don't believe that we can really experience this unconditional love or true acceptance if we're not being authentically ourselves and if we don't know ourselves if we're getting lost in just a mom itis and serving everyone else and never saying no and never standing up for never taking the time to figure out what is and isn't for us we can miss that and i think that's the trouble of the people pleasing is that we're so focused when we're people pleasing on the other people that we generally tend to lose sight of who we are what is and isn't for us and we will just set those aside to try and get this acceptance and validation by any means possible honestly for a lot of us now the trouble is if you're wearing a mask and you're performing you are not going to get that unconditional love and acceptance back you you simply can't because if when you do something they respond there'll be this nattering in your mind that says if they only knew the real me right if i really asked or really said what i felt they wouldn't see me as so very nice and they might not accept or validate me at all right so it's this insidious loop that we get stuck in and instead of getting that validation acceptance and love that we crave so much we actually end up blocking ourselves from receiving it so that relationship with self is so pivotal and there's a few things that get in the way of that number one we've got this pervasive belief in the world that self-care is selfish i don't know where this came from or who's been teaching this nonsense but it's freaking backwards okay we actually need to really care for ourselves well in order to be at our greatest capacity to give and i know that if you're a people pleaser out there you want to give you have a huge heart you have something to share that is absolutely magical and these 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 people tend to be healers coaches mentors they work in you know medicine to help and fix people, right? Therapists, all these people, they have huge hearts, they want to help people, right? They're the helpers of the world. And yet, we don't end up helping ourselves. And the second thing that I'd like to flip on its head is the idea that vulnerability is weakness, because that's a whole load of bullshit right there, actually. Vulnerability is a sign of strength. Now, using discernment, obviously, to choose the right places in which to be vulnerable, But it's actually really crucial for us to show up in our authenticity to be a little bit vulnerable and we're all human we all have quirks and i'm going to say quote unquote flaws perceived flaws they're the things that maybe someone said or we thought were wrong with us but that's probably not true because most of our quote unquote flaws or perceived flaws are actually superpowers in disguise you know some of these things like being too sensitive or too much or I used to talk too much right and now I see that as a gift that's that's the gift I use to to reach people to, to spread my message to help them to get unstuck out of survival into thriving so that they can literally experience that which they crave so much
0: totally agree. I love the perspective that you bring to the table because it's really rooted in experience. Yeah. real-life-tested
1: yeah. experience. There, okay. I have a club T-shirts to prove it, you know what I mean? Like it is something that took me the long, difficult, windy path. And now I want to just lead people on the, on the more of a shortcut so that they can stop okay. staying
0: in this loop, right? That's amazing. So Christy, let's go into promotion mode. Think about explaining your business, knowing that ten years from now someone is listening and connecting with you. That also means another thing: in real time, throughout the years to come, when you change your links, you let me know so that I update the description. Yeah. <laughs> it also means that. Okay. So tell us the general direction of your business that we always stay because it's the core of you.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, ultimately, it is about this foundational relationship with self. That, to me, is the foundation on which all other relationships are built. And when I say other relationships, I don't just mean with other people. Yes, interpersonal relationships with, you know, your partner, your friends, your children, your boss, your coworkers, yes. But also your relationship with your body, your health, with food, with money, through, you know, the world at large, right? It's all an outward reflection of this inward relationship that you have with yourself. And I truly believe that if we can experience giving ourselves self-compassion, that this is the catalyst to creating all of the dreams that we have in mind. And I also want to just add that if you have a dream in your heart, in your soul, it is meant for you. Otherwise, you would not be having that dream or that vision or that goal popping up. So if you have a dream, it's meant for you, and that self-compassion, embracing all of your whole-ass human, all of your humanity, the light, the dark, the good, the bad, quote unquote, because I don't actually think that good and bad really exists outside from our perspective of it and what we label as such, but really just creating that solid relationship with ourselves, getting to know who we are, who we aren't, using those unique gifts, and turning. That mess that you might be enduring at the moment into your message transmuting it the mess isn't going away that's why it's still in the word message right it's not going to disappear but what we can do is we can rewrite the story right we can take you from the victim in your circumstance to victorious the hero if you will in your own story
0: interestingly enough when we arrived over here in uh United States. My husband who has a From Victim to Victory story because he was born highly disabled and he should have, according to the medical community, uh, never walked, be mentally challenged, dead before the age of seven. So that kind of, of weird situation when you are a miracle, like it's, it's just recognized as a miracle, nobody understands how and what. He has written the book, From Victim to Victory. And mm. you just mentioned, yeah. yeah, from a victim state to a victorious state. And every time, based on that, I introduce myself. I always say, I am victorious over 15 years of domestic violence. It's not survival anymore. It's not uh, just after. It's like, no, I am victorious. I am beyond that. And now I'm using that to teach others because this is so good because we do not want to waste our life away. We don't want to waste our experiences. So you do exactly the same thing. Congratulations for that. Now, you have, you are a Amazon bestselling author of a book, Unstuck?
1: Unstuck for Women. That's and true. in my book, ultimately, this book was designed to help people get out of overthinking and overwhelm because it's such an easy cycle that we get into. I think everybody can relate to, You have one thought and all of a sudden, there's a whole shitstorm of thoughts going off in your mind and it's really hard to shut it down, right? Mm -hmm. And this can really take us on a tangent, taking away our peace, right? Stealing our peace right away from us. So in my book, I share what I call the spiral stopper method. And this is just my way of building a a toolbox of resources to help you because there is no one-size-fits-all. There's not even a one-size-fits-all for each person. We need a toolbox, you know, a bunch of resources to pull upon, because the same resource that you might use in line at the grocery store would be very different than the one you might use if you're at home by yourself. So ultimately, this is about taking back your power, reclaiming your power, so that you can get out of the spiral, which is autopilot, reactionary, you know, amygdala, fight-or-flight response, right and this is where we end up having unpleasant you know verbal responses then we realize oh my gosh like I don't know where that came from right so to move out of that and into consciously choosing with intention how am I going to show up in this scenario what is the experience that I want to create how do I want to feel in relation to this person or situation and then creating it from that space Rather than letting it run on autopilot because autopilot is your, you know, your subconscious playing out all of your past beliefs. Into your current reality and the good news is we don't have to do that we can take control and we can start to consciously choose. Our response rather than just simply reacting so in the book I talk about the spiral stopper method, which is just a quick shift. To, to practice, it's like like everything, it's a practice. We don't do things once and master them, right? But if we have a toolbox and we practice those tools, in no time flat, we can start to create a little bit more space, just enough space for that fight or flight response to just calm down so we can see things more clearly and act from our fullest capacity to choose. right. And this is honestly about taking back free will. Right. If you're on autopilot, you're actually not, you're not operating on free will. If you don't feel like you have a choice in your scenario, you're not operating on free will. And so this is about reclaiming that. Awesome.
0: That works. Yeah. I remember during our intro call, you showed us the original intended (laughs) uh, cover of your book. What was it about? Even if it is not the one that you actually were allowed to publish. So I initially
1: published my book under the title Get the Fuck Unstuck. And then very quickly realized that Amazon is very PG and I couldn't run Amazon ads. So I did it just a little, little rebrand on the outside, but I'm still a little bit sweary on the inside. So the content <laughs> inside of the book did not change. It was only the cover. And... Yeah, that it, it worked because it is has gotten me to international best-selling author for this book, and I know that it's making massive impact in the world. Just getting that a little extra help from Amazon helps push it out a little bit more. And ultimately, my vision is to impact a million people, and so I need all of the help that I can get to get my message out there.
0: Definitely. So yeah. this is also a call for guesting on other group shows, summit, and everything to reach a million people. And to find a way to measure that. So, people, when you are listening, please reach out yeah. so that Christy and I may know that you are actually listening. All right? Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> I'm also working on a
1: companion journal to go with with the Unstuck for Women, and this is a 90-day self-discovery journal to take you through just getting to know who you are. So if you're someone out there who has been suffering from just a mom-itis or whatever the equivalent is, if you don't actually have kids, you're not a mom, just a a person who does for everybody else-itis, I guess. And if you wanna shift out of that, get to really know who you are, build that solid relationship with yourself. This should be coming out very soon. So hopefully in the next couple of months, I'll have that out. And I'm working on my next book, which is ultimately all about relationship. And I know that people really love to get that information about how to improve their relationships, but I'm gonna spoiler alert just a little bit. 80% of the way is that relationship that you have with yourself. So that will be, again, the foundation even of my book about relationship is building that relationship with yourself because as within, so without. The more you work on yourself, the more your outward world is going to align to those things that you are consciously choosing and the experiences that you are working towards now my big intentions gal as opposed to goal setting or outcome focused things how do you want to feel right and if you can step into that feeling that experience that you want to have and then act out of that space you're going to be able to bring that experience into your reality a lot more quickly even if the outcome takes a few more minutes, right, or a few more weeks, or a few more years, whatever it looks like. Sometimes the physical manifestation takes a little bit longer than us very impatient humans, I'm calling myself out here, like it to take, but I can feel as though those things have been happening and ultimately that is creating the experience right now that I
0: desire. Wow, you are refreshing. I really appreciate the message that you bring forth. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. So we yeah. have just a mom itis. Yeah. Just a mom That is yeah. also another a new word. That <laughs> one I did make up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like making up new words. I'll claim, I'll claim that one. <laughs> <laughs> right. So just a mom itis, trademarked Christy Holt. Okay. Yeah. You got it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fascinating. <laughs> well, thank you. What is your main website? The one that we never change?
1: Yeah, my main website is coachchristieholt.com.
0: Com. Okay. Awesome. All right, Christy. We are at the half hour, which is a standard, normal size of an episode. Thank you infinitely with gratitude for Mm. this wonderful interview that allowed a lot of people to actually get to know you and to perceive you and to have a feel of you to decide to work with you. So thank you for that and thank you for your message of hope, of Mm. light, of guidance for victims hiding in plain sight who just need that spark that you are bringing. Thank you
1: yeah thank you so much for having me and you know ultimately for any of the listeners out there i just want to remind you that just about the bravest thing that you can do is be yourself and i just encourage you to bravely step into that authentic version of yourself and to get support right because when we get support whether it be from a partner uh, a friend a therapist a coach a mentor whoever we can just do things faster when we work together
0: i agree I fully, wholeheartedly agree. Christy, is there one question I missed out to ask you and you don't know how to bring that message forth? Is there anything?
1: Oh, gosh. I think we really covered all of the stuff when we really talked about the people-pleasing. That is ultimately my big passion. And sort of I will share around that that I sort of have three three components to overcoming this and stepping into authenticity, which is, number one, awareness, gaining awareness of why you're doing the things, where it came from, and how to shift out of it. The second step is ultimately about boundaries. And these boundaries are not just to keep other people out. They are for you to understand and communicate what does make you feel loved, what you do need from other people for them to remain in your inner circle. And then the last piece is this courageous vulnerability to step into taking off the masks, to really truly showing your fully authentic self in an unapologetic way to the world because that is how you're going to find your people.
0: Fantastic. That closes our interview. Thank you from the bottom of my heart.